Hello and welcome to That Film Stew. I'm Luke. And I'm Jason. This is our movie show where we bring you the latest movie and TV news. The Big D has delivered an abundance of news. Uh, we're talking the big stuff from Disney's D23 2022. I mean, The Big D, that's new, isn't it? I've never heard it <laughs> referred to <laughs> as The Big D. Don't know if I like it, but that's okay. Yes, Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars. But we've got other stuff to talk about too. And as always, before all that, we'll start with trailer talk. I remember Disney Plus Day last year, they finally added Enchanted. I was always surprised that Disney didn't have that available already. Well, now we've got the trailer for the sequel, Disenchanted. Amy Adams and the whimsical cast of Enchanted are back. And I I really like that first movie. And what I didn't <laughs> see happening with this sequel, she only becomes a bloody villain. Or at least she becomes a wicked stepmother. <laughs> I'm like, yes, I was interested in this movie anyway. And I know my kids are. This looks good. Oh, Disenchanted. That's what that means. You know, I I remember this being announced when Disney Plus launched. Like, this was one of the projects I were like, this will be an exclusive uh, film coming to Disney Plus. Sign up to Disney Plus. Like, it's been that long. I'm, I'm glad it's finally bloody here like it's coming um and look this trailer looks like a lot of fun i had a good time with that original film it's 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 almost like uh i mean it's almost like a parody of you know the disney princess kind of all of that it, it was it was a lot of a lot of fun this looks this looks fun this is like i don't know what this is this kind of seems like a kind of weird disney princess meets meet the parents meets the money pit meets i don't know I like all those things. Some zany episodes of <laughs> yeah, some zany episodes of Once Upon a Time as well. Let's throw in some evil witches as well for just for if oh, witches, it looks it looks queens. Good. It's it's yeah, it looks yeah, it looks like just like that first one, just like goofy fun. Let's the first one was a musical, though, right? Like there were songs and yeah, the songs and there's going to be songs. You enjoyed it, as well. you yeah, enjoyed. I do. Yeah, I yeah, I, honestly, I like Enchanted. That's, that's why I was so surprised for so long. Different for you. Disney Plus didn't have it. You you're right. Yeah, I'm not a musical guy. Um, but I don't know Enchanted. <laughs> I think it was just you know it started, uh, it, it you know started as a cartoon like classic Disney animation style, then in the real world and just the concept. I always like the concept. So I'm happy that we're finally getting and the sequel because you. you're right. They talked about it for a while. And look, Amy Adams is a delight, especially in this role. Like she she did a hell of a job the first time around. So glad to see her back with McDreamy as well. Yeah, He's everyone's there. back. Everybody oh, look, is back. I've got the addition of Adina Menzel, which I can't remember. I don't think she was in the first one. If she was didn't know who she was back then but obviously no i don't um i don't think she was in that first one yes it's the original cast members back plus new cast members and we don't have to wait long november 24th that is when we will get to see it the other trailer which is more of a teaser i want to talk about no release date yet the little mermaid holly bailey stars as ariel in the first teaser and boy, do they tease 
just as you're about to see Ariel, she moves in a different direction. She's constantly trying to get away from you. And at the end, you finally get to see the new Little Mermaid. I thought it was a nice little teaser. And then they put a clip out um, not too long after this teaser of her singing a different song from the movie. But it, it's hard to go off a teaser, but just the look of it, the casting, I think this looks fun. Yeah, watching this, it was sort of like, it's like when you're trying to fish and you're just like, stop, stop, like, come back, come back, let me get a look at you. <laughs> the, I don't know what I was expecting, but like the, the, I mean, the, the, you see some footage, we're underwater. It's pretty dark, but it looks good. There's something about it. I'm like, it looks really well done. Like just, I think in my head, I was thinking it was going to look not like Finding Nemo, but just still very bright, colorful. Like it looks like the real ocean, <laughs> which yeah. is good. It, it looks, look, it we, looks we good. We don't get much. It looks really good. We don't get much of Halle Bailey, but obviously we get our first glimpse at her. The voice, she's got a great voice. That is undeniable. Like she, so the songs are going to be bangers. They're going to be great. I'm so glad. I know people are still probably having, you know, hang-ups about the colour of her, her bloody skin, whatevs. I am just glad she has got the red hair. I feel like that is the <laughs> most important thing yeah, about it is, Ariel. It is important. The Little Mermaid has a bloody red hair and she's got it. So yeah, yeah we um, okay, bring on the bring on the trailer, the full trailer. Yeah, we we don't need to get hung up on the skin color. I mean, people are complaining. I mean, it's a mermaid, like you know, it's it's fine. Like they've got the right actress for the role. You've already said, you know, this actress can really, really sing. Um, so yeah, there's you know people complain about the color of the skin, but representation is important. You know, we talk about that, and Ariel's looked a certain way for a, you know a long period of time. And, you know, people have been able to see themselves in that character, but does it matter? Like, do you know what I mean? She's she's a mermaid. And, you know, the flip side, you know, again, like, well, not flip side, but just talking about representation, like there's going to be like girls all over the world who are finally seeing themselves as a mermaid. And, you know, there's there's something nice about that. But people are also complaining about the fact that it doesn't look as though she's really underwater. It's like, well, if it really did look like that, it would look horrendous. Like she'd be choking on bubbles. Like, you know, it just, the the waves would be <laughs> distorting the image and it'd just look terrible. I mean, we've all seen Aquaman. It, We're told they can no, breathe underwater, would, they can talk, on, talk underwater. Like, just, just go with it. Wasn't it like the... It was like the 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 short scenes with Aquaman in like underwater in, in Justice League. In Justice League, where, where it was like, they'd create an air. I remember, pocket. it was like very yeah. underwater. Yeah. Well, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Or when well, he, there was, there was when one of did... Justice League. It was really yeah. underwater, and then when they did the actual Aquaman movie, it was like it was a bit more like okay, like they don't really look underwater anymore, but it, it looks nicer. It was easier yeah, to Yeah, it looks, it's got the hairs moving. You. you can see, you can see he's underwater, but you just go with it, just like you'll have to with this movie. But again, only a teaser, but it looks good. It does, it does look good. Tim Allen is ready to retire as Santa and Peyton Manning wants the job. Now this is the Santa Claus's TV show, Peyton Manning 
I think he's a sports guy. I think he's an American sports guy. I don't know how prominent it's going to be in the movie. Maybe it's just his teaser. I don't know. But um, I saw somebody point out <laughs> online that Tim Allen in this teaser looks like Evil Santa from Santa Claus 2. I'm like, yeah, I can actually, I can actually see that. Um, I've been no secret like that. <laughs> I love that original Santa Claus movie. The sequels, you know, they are what they are. But the the first one, I just think it is a classic and one that I revisited so many times and pretty much watch annually. Like, it's a great Christmas film. So the idea that we're getting a continuation and this is Scott Calvin looking to retire. And I did read somewhere online. Apparently, in this series... We will find out what actually happened to the Santa who fell off the roof at the beginning of that first movie. Maybe he's out there living his best life. <laughs> Maybe he didn't really get murdered in this like kids movie. But um, no, yeah, I would hate if this if this show debunks all the theories of you know like the well, the Santa Claus. You know, like <laughs> if he could, but if he could just retire. Or essentially just step down from the role, why didn't he just do it in that first movie? Well, you know, maybe like just do one maybe, Christmas movie, like, okay, maybe, well, that's enough, guys. maybe he was thinking about retiring, but he just needed that nudge to make that final decision. But it always got me with the Santa Claus, like, yeah, Scott Calvin kills Santa, takes his identity, and then in a sequel, his son Charlie is like, Dad, when I'm older, I want to be Santa. And my brain is saying, He's going to kill his dad. He's going to push him off a roof. Mm. Uh, anyway, the Santa Claus. Or <laughs> the Santa Clauses, which is the TV series, starts, Dude, I believe, in November, want... and we're getting the first two episodes the day it comes out. This, this series is probably going to end with the, with the sun coming back, being like, I'll do it. And the Santa now. Like, I don't know. He's always wanted to do it. I just spoil the show. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. Although it'd be fitting, Charlie <laughs> becoming Santa. I'm yeah. I'm just looking forward to spending Charlie. more time in this world because again, specifically that first movie, I love it. Samuel L. Jackson stars in the first trailer for Marvel Studios Secret Invasion, streaming in 2023. So we've got a little bit longer to wait for that one. Or then again, not really. It's only a few months, and then it's going to be next year. <laughs> but we've not really seen Sam Jackson. He has been away and just getting the return of Nick Fury. And we've got Colby Smulders back as, ah, oh, help me out here. I'm blanking on her character's name. Maria Hill. Maria Hill. Maria Hill. And she's like, hey, I've been leaving voicemails. Like, the world's been in danger, but nothing brought you back until now. And it's a secret invasion. It's a scrolls. Yeah, this um, this looks cool. We get Don Cheadle War Machine in the teaser or trailer. It's not a teaser. Yeah, it's a trailer. Yeah, what do you think? It's a trailer. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I? You know, I've had this. I've had this weird relationship with Marvel's, you know, Disney Plus shows for the past couple of years now. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm. You know, I'm not. I'm aware. Yeah. Yeah, everyone, we're, we're aware. 
But you know what? I watched this trailer and I'm just like, God damn, I cannot wait for this show. Like, this looks great. Yeah. It looks like... Back. Yeah, back. Don't even, <laughs> even though you've got squalls, so you've got this high-concept alien threat, because you've got the Sam Jackson back... It, man, and he's in, he's in crisis. Yeah, but, you know, we last saw him in any real action. I mean, yes, we've got the, you know... We've got Sam Jackson as Fury in the 90s in Captain Marvel. But outside of that, it was pretty much Captain America Winter Soldier. So although tonally they're not going for that, but I feel like it's like between worlds. It's like this movie or this TV show tonally could fit between Winter Soldier and Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm here for it. Like give us some gritty street level Nick Fury, but also have the aliens and have that threat. Yeah, no, this looks... This looks yeah, great. I, I we, think... get, we get homeless-looking fury for most of this trailer until the end. <laughs> you get the reveal, the iPad. You, you thought the coat. You th- yeah. Like, you thought, I thought he was just relaxing on a spaceship, you know, like on that little fake sort of Tahiti-looking hologram thing. But I guess he's roughing it up a little bit. But you, do you know what? This, yeah, just, just something about this is like, it looks like we're going to have some fun, but it also just kind of brings it back to, I think, just that type of tone, like you mentioned from like the Captain America films, especially Winter Soldier, where it is sort of, we're just, we're dealing with, you know, like, I guess like, the, like a government agency type thing. Obviously, it's all space based and stuff now. It's all going to get crazy, but it's just that realm of the Marvel universe. And I'm like, you know what? I think I would rather just hang out with these characters running around shooting things just to give me a bit of a break from all these fantastical powers and, you know, like big holographic fists and green lawyers and stuff. (laughs) I don't know. I think I, yeah. Yeah. You know, just, I think, yeah. I think I just want to hang out with some spies. (laughs) It's it's a good, it's a it's good time to go back. It's time yes. to go back to that. It's a good change of pace, isn't it? Yeah. I'm, yeah, I, I'm here for it. I mean, when they first started talking about Secret Invasion, I thought it was going to be a film or a series of films, uh, but they're going to do it more street level and maybe it will be better for it. So you can showcase characters like Nick Fury, Maria Hill, and not have it be about the Avengers. So I'm liking the smaller approach. They seem to be, I mean, they're any surprises. I'm sure they will. Like it'll end up, you know, escalating to a point where it's a really, you know, big finale. But in the meantime, just having Fury as the main character, I'm here for it. Just, you know, more Sam Jackson as Fury. I'm really looking forward to the show. And the the last trailer we're going to talk about, and this one caught me by surprise, we've known for a while that Werewolf by Night is a thing, directed by composer Michael Giacchino. We've known this for a long time. This is his directorial debut. I wasn't prepared for this. In fact, before we get into it, the full title of this is Marvel Studios' special presentation, Werewolf by Night. This is clearly going to be the start of something for them, but I wasn't (laughs) prepared for a black and white Halloween special. But this looks good, but I'm like, it's all MCU. Well, it's Marvel Studios, at least. I guess that doesn't need, that's not necessarily MCU, but 
I'm liking this because we are getting things you've mentioned, like Miss Marvel, She-Hulk, which can skew younger and She-Hulk, especially leaning more into the comedy. So you can imagine, you know, young audiences watching those shows. But something like this happens, like we don't necessarily get gore in the trailer, but it looks more adult. I'm really intrigued by this. No, there definitely seemed to be some genuine horror in this. Um, like you said, it's probably not, not going to be super violent, but it's it's. I do think this is made for an adult audience, not necessarily the uh, the general MCU target, which is cool that they're branching out. And whether this is within the MCU, like you like you said, it might not be. Either way, it would work. Look, the the MCU, especially in more recent times. Mm-hmm. It is proving to not just do like the usual, look, we're just going to mix up the genres a little bit. You know, you're going to get your political thrillers and then the, you know, some like, you know, slightly comedy kind of thing, something zany bonkers. It's like we're actually getting actual like narrative differences, like She-Hulk, for instance, being that sort of almost like a sitcom half hour comedy kind of thing. We are getting an actual different medium to the, um, to the show this werewolf by night could be could be within the mcu but just obviously just taking that really wacky different kind of direction which is a black and white horror film honestly the confidence i am as well i am as well but the confidence (laughs) of marvel like do you know what yeah black and white deal with it And it it looks like it's going to be all the better for it because it's like throwback horror. It's like they're not looking at doing modern horror based on this trailer. And yeah, it looks really cool. But Marvel years ago wouldn't be doing this. I mean, we're about to get Black Panther 2, Wakanda Forever on the big screen, which will be the 30th MCU film. I've lost count of how many Marvel Studios TV series we've had since WandaVision. Again, they've gone to a composer, a fantastic composer, mind you, but still a composer. And this is his directorial debut. So this project just seems ballsy. But again, absolutely here for it. Well, that's it for Trailer Talk. Now on to movie news. You know, with Disney, Disney's D23, we got an abundance of stuff, as we said. Now, I'm all for the Marvel, all the Marvel news. And this is this was a big surprise, this first item we got. So this is about Captain America New World Order. Tim Blake Nelson will reprise his role as the leader in Captain America New World Order. If you don't recall who this guy is, remember somewhere during the Incredible Hulk film, that one guy gets that... What happens to him? Like, does he get, like... Bruce Banner blood in his eye or something. Like on his head. And then he's, he's, in his head big. starts mutating. <laughs> on his head? But this is the thing. Yeah. Like in the comics. And then we like never he, see yeah. him again. <laughs> he is the leader. He is a green-skinned villain with a giant head. And he's very intelligent. That's why he needs a big head. But we kind of got to see mm. the origin. But that was, I guess, the Incredible Hulk is still universal. So we don't have it on Disney+. Plus. And that's why it's so surprising where She-Hulk and before She-Hulk, Shang-Chi, look, we've got Abomination. And not only that, we've got the original actor from The Incredible Hulk. And then we're starting to see uh, Tim Roth. 
And we're starting to see other elements of that Incredible Hulk film turn up, like Kevin Feige had, confirmed. William Hurt. Yes, of course, William Hurt and Tony Stark from Danny Jr. He pops up in that. Um, <laughs> but Feige's confirmed that Martin Starr is the same character in both the Spider-Man films and the Incredible Hulk. So it's just funny how it's getting more and oh, more... Yeah. <laughs> he did. It's getting more and more connected. But yeah, I couldn't believe <laughs> it. So this is Captain America 4 spinning out of the events of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And I was just like, oh, you know, okay, so no more Chris Evans, but that's all right. Going in a different direction. But we didn't know until now who the villain was going to be. But now we know it's the leaders. Ah, oh, that's actually really interesting. It's, it generally is like, the this is a big surprise i mean how Absolutely. excited should we actually be i don't know but i mean it's a character that i definitely had parted ways with i was like they're never gonna bring him back and i guess now's now's time um also just lastly on captain america new world order danny ramirez who we met in or who we saw in falcon and the winter soldier here is he'll be returning as new falcon so the new captain america's little friend that's it. I think the new Falcon is an inhuman in the comics. I don't know if that's, I think. Yeah. Obviously, inhumans don't exist in the MCU because of that awful show, uh, the inhumans TV show. But yeah, that's no, interesting. Well, maybe so, he'll, maybe he'll have a mutation. Hmm. <laughs> mm. You know, let, let's, um, let's just say it now. Um, Marvel News at D23, no X Men. Yeah. Was that a thing? They're obviously waiting. And I'm assuming they're waiting until after the multiverse saga. They're going to wait until that's out of the way before they introduce <laughs> the X-Men. So we're going to have a long wait, although we'll get the occasional reference to a mutation. Randall Park will return for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania as Special Agent Jimmy Choo. Cool. Um, yeah, he was <laughs> great in Ant-Man and the Wasp. We got more of him in one division. So yeah, I like Randall Park and I like the character of Jimmy Wu. So good news. This is the place to bring him back. Happy. More returning faces, some furrier than others. Goose will officially return to or in the Marvels. Now the Marvels. Marvel's focuses on the three heroes as they keep trading places with each other every time they use their powers and must team up to fix their problem. So we already got a bit of a tease of that at the end of uh, what was it, Miss Marvel? That was that Miss Marvel. Yeah, well, very exciting. Yeah, very exciting. Goose is back. The, the cat. I mean, that's the, the big news. Flurgle or whatever it's called. <laughs> that's the big news. That's it. Flurkin. I think it's Flurkin. Not, not the plot. Oh, the flurkin. What did I say? Flurgle? Yeah, different. I think so. <laughs> the plot, though, I I don't know. I, just, I, I, I mean, you're right. Like, we kind of saw that happen at the end of Miss Marvel. Minor spoiler, you've not seen Miss Marvel. But I'm sure if you're listening to this, you're up to date on the MCU TV shows. But what I get from that it's, is... It's going to... Ah, we're going to get like two hours. No, we're going to get about 90 minutes of them not being together. And the last half hour of the film, something will happen. And then all three are together. So we're going to be spending most of the film wanting these characters like, to be together. Yeah, you're right. That's, that's pretty much how it's going to play. It's like, you know, in Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer, where they start like 
switching bodies and powers. Oh, yeah, powers different powers. Yeah. Oh, they don't switch bodies. They just switch powers. They swap, they swap so powers by living. touch. Mm. Similar, though. Well, yeah, I can see how you get that comparison. Similar. similar. Well, it's going to be like, you know, Miss Marvel's suddenly she's going to be like, oh, my God, I've got like these photon powers and, you know, like, and vice versa. And it's like, oh, why am I in a, you know, why do I have big fists? Like, what's going on? It's, you know, it's going to be like, it's going to be slapsticky and crazy, and they're going to be like, what am I doing? I'm so confused. I mean, tonally, they've let's set see. that up. Yeah, let's see how we go. <laughs> with the Miss Marvel TV show, which I liked, and, you know, I like the Captain Marvel movie. So I'm sure it'll be fine. It just sounds a little, I don't know. I'm sure it will be fine. That's a little bit goofy. Which is okay. It can be okay. You know? <laughs> goofy can be fun. Thunderbolts. We've got the confirmed lineup. Florence Pugh will be back as Yelena, White Widow, David Harbour, Red Guardian, Sebastian Stan, Bucky. He's the one we didn't know, so that's a nice surprise. Wyatt Russell, US agent. Hannah John Kamen, Ghost. Olga Kulenko as Taskmaster. And Julia Louis-Dreyfus as Valentina. So that is the full lineup. Yeah, we we had speculated most of these characters and you know had a good confident guess. It is good to get the, the confirmed, but when it comes to like, you know, I was expecting D23 to be giving us all these bombs of news. And then it's like one of the news items is like, yeah, we're just confirming the list of names you pretty much knew already. It's like cool guys, cool, thanks. But it yeah. is again, it, it, <laughs> it's good to know. It is looking it's at the good list to get it confirmed, know, yeah. I mean, unless they're going to do something really interesting with half of these characters to make them, dare I say, a little bit more interesting, engaging, actually make me want to care about them from when we first saw them or first introduced to them, half the list ain't great. I'm just going to put it out there. Like, you know, like I'm, I'm excited to see Yelena again and, you know, Red Guardian, we had some fun with him. Bucky's obviously, you know, always a delight. But then you get to like US agent, you know, like, you know, he was still a dick. Ghost, I mean, she wasn't the most interesting of characters in Taskmaster. Like, I mean, man, yeah, what a rough villain. <laughs> what a rough character adventure we went on with her in Black Widow. They, I don't know, maybe they can win me over with these characters and do something cool, but others, otherwise it's just going to be Yelena Red Guardian Bucky just holding... <laughs> Holding yeah. this thing together. You know, somebody made a point online, other than Ghost, all the others have the same powers or abilities. They're all very samey. Bucky, US Agent, They're Red Guardian. Same. I mean, those three straight away. <laughs> and then... Yeah, but I mean, I mean they're, I, all, they're all pretty much super soldiers, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, except for Ghost. But um, it's interesting. It is interesting. And I mean, it's pretty much going to be Marvel's Suicide Squad. I'm here for it, though. And mm. Sebastian Stan coming back as Bucky is a good addition to the lineup. I mean, he's done things in his past. We've mentioned Winter Soldier, Captain America 2 already. But the other characters, well, they've all pretty much done bad things, so it's going to be interesting getting them together. And as you said, US agent, he was still a bit of a dick, although he did something a little heroic towards the end there. 
I don't recall. But um... <laughs> he did at the end. I can't recall either. But uh, I'm sure he did something heroic. <laughs> now look, um, this next story. Look, I this is this is my own fault, my own doing. I thought we would get the casting, at least the main principal casting of this film. We haven't. We didn't. But we did get the official announcement of the director. Fantastic Four. Matt Shackman will officially direct Marvel Studios Fantastic Four in cinemas November 8th, 2024. Cool. Good stuff. Yeah. Still no casting. It's okay. <laughs> no. Yeah, no casting. We were never promised it, but come on. Do you know, there two is weeks, a rumor. Two weeks. Sorry. Two weeks ago, our last movie show, we did have a Fantastic Four news story then as well. And it was that Matt Shackman was in talks. So there you go. A lot could happen in two mm. weeks. Now yeah, confirmed. Yeah. Uh, development. It's good. Good stuff. Um, but yes, look, there is a rumor um, of, of one potential casting and a lot of a lot of trades and stuff are, are, are pretty feeling confident about it. And, you know, I'd, I'd be... That'd be okay if this if this actress ends up being Sue Storm. Jodie Comer might know from Killing Eve, that um, uh, Free Guy. What was that movie? Yeah, Free Guy. Yeah, Ryan Free Reynolds. Guy. This the last, actress is the last jewel. She's talent. In oh yes, yeah. But look, she is she is talent in a bottle. Um, and there is nothing wrong with putting talent in your project. If she is to be Sue Storm, I mean, look. She would have the look down. She's going to be bringing talent. I'm all for it. A little part of me is now kind of hoping it's there. But, you know, again, let's not get excited with, you know, yeah. expectations. She would be, I agree, she would be perfect casting. Killing Eve, oh, I have been a fan of hers for a long time, and she really is excellent, and she would be a big get for them. Honestly, like you, D23, I honestly thought we would get Fantastic Four on stage, and she would be one of the four. I honestly thought it was going to happen. And then when we got news about Goose the Cat returning and the lineup of the Thunderbolts, I'm like, oh, no, that's it. That's Marvel. <laughs> that's their big, that's their big no, news. Come on. They told us that Don Cheadle was coming oh. back, uh, you know, in Armor Wars. Yeah, well, it's mind blowing. That okay, oh, that yeah. was the latest story for the, for the TV <laughs> section, but that was more a logo reveal for Armor Wars, which oh, was wow. missing. What? No, that's not actually a story, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not anymore. <laughs> well, it is. We just did it now, but it was it was in there anyway. We, yeah, we'll just won't mention it again later on. But it, they released the logo for it, but I thought it was definitely worth noting because when we got that bombardment of. Marvel news at Comic Con. There was no Armor Wars, so I started to think, "Have they forgot about Rhodey?" But no, it is still coming eventually. We just don't quite know when it's going to be, but we'll still get to see Armor Wars on the small screen. Disney, though, we did get funny enough a lot of Disney news at D twenty three. We got the ah, there we go, another logo. We got the official logo for Barry Jenkins. Mufasa, The Lion King, which is in cinemas 2024. It is a prequel to the 2019 live-action adaption of The Lion King. Mufasa will be directed by Jenkins and tells the story of how Simba's father rose from humble beginnings to become the ruler of the Pride Lands. They're clearly going younger with Mufasa. 
please tell me James Earl Jones is still involved. I mean, I know he's not getting any younger, but let's let's get him on the phone. No, no, let's no. have him back, surely. I mean, surely a young Mufasa should be voiced by Hayden Christensen. <laughs> okay, so here we go. My mind Pause went for to, laughter. Thank I was, you. No, no, no. My, my mind went to Matthew Broderick. <laughs> That's the original cartoon oh, making. In, interesting. Um, yeah, we went to different places. No, I, I'd imagine I'd imagine they would want to, much like they did with that 2019 uh, Lion King film. Um, I, I, I suppose have a have an African cast or a or at least an African American cast. Providing the voices, they. Of course, I was joking about Roderick, and I know you were about Chris. Oh right. But yeah, anyway, we, we've got an official title. We didn't have that until now. The title and the logo. So there we go. And I'm assuming. So this was because. Yeah. They were talking about uh, they wanted to do a Lion King, like a, a, a you know a, a, whether it's a sequel or like a second Lion King film, you know, from that 2019. Was it? Do we always know it was a prequel? Yes, Are they still always a sequel. No, no. Okay. Well, may, maybe they will later. But this movie was always intended to be a prequel that Favreau wouldn't be coming back to direct. Right, so it's okay. what we always knew it was going to so be. This but is again, the same. We didn't have we the title. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, we got the official logo for Disney's Snow White, uh, starring Rachel Ziegler and Gal Gadot, which is coming in. 2024. I saw in... some. <laughs> I was just going to ask. I don't know if these were I... official images, yeah. but. I'm not sure. I think I saw some. I don't think I did see some official images. I was just going to ask, are you enjoying these official logo um, news stories? <laughs> I mean, they're perfect you for an audio yeah, medium. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> but I'm, I did see an image. I don't know if it was an official thing from D23 or if it's even, you know, from this movie, but it's Rachel Ziegler in the in the get-up of what looks to look like Snow White. And I'm like, oh, I've not seen that. It looks pretty good. <laughs> I did see some arty Again, black and white photos of the cast, but I took like more of the cast and not the characters. Okay. But maybe I was... Okay, it I probably guess I wasn't official. We'll, we'll, move yeah. on. we'll move on. I guess I just got stuck <laughs> on the logo. I didn't see anything else beyond that. Um, just a really, quick one. Really into these logos. Yep. What else we get a logo for? Um, well, there is some more logos coming up, so you you joke, but there's more. And um, we're on a rider. Everything got a logo. Everything got a logo, except for we're on a rider. But she did get announced as a cast member for Haunted Mansion alongside Dan Levy. So they're joining the cast that already consists of Owen Wilson. I want to say Tiffany Haydish. I think she's involved, but Owen Wilson definitely is. So this is going to be another Disney movie based on the theme park ride. We've had the Eddie Murphy film already a good few years ago now, but this is the new one. So, yeah, new cast for that film. I'll tell you, I like the logo. It does have a logo, actually. I just <laughs> yeah, they have released every a new logo story, for I swear. It. No, from D23, it got a logo. If they talked about it, there was a no, logo. <laughs> I don't know. Not it. Not it. Well, there was. yeah, okay. That's everything um, had a logo. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Well, let's um let's stop saying logo and just um have it be implied. You know what, Pixar? There's a sequel coming. A sequel to to Inside Out. Inside Out Two is officially in the works. Um, we've got Amy Poehler officially returning. 
and this is set to come out in 2024. So Inside Out was, I think, uh, one of the best of the of the modern the modern Pixar films. Like it, it amazing. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I'm not surprised they they're doing a sequel. I'm not surprised. Um, I'm glad. I'm happy. Um, lots of emotions. Um, well, <laughs> but I mean, where that, sequel, where that movie? I was going to say in the sequel, she's now grown up and she's a teenager, which comes with well, new emotions. So there's so much to explore there. Well, that's it. That's it. Look, where that first movie ended, we had Riley, and you know, it was like she's gonna. Yeah, she was at that age, and I think there was there's a I think there's a short where it's like Riley's first date, and you know, so we're starting to explore that kind of side of you know growing up. This movie's going to be messy. It's going to be going to be quite invasive of the of the mind, especially of a teenage girl. Yeah, how bonkers (laughs) is it going to get? I can't imagine. Um, I mean, you're a dad of girls. um, I'm sure. This might be good prep for you. Yeah, no, I, um, <laughs> yeah, I'd say. I mean, when's this coming out? 2024. So when this movie comes out, I'll have a 12 year old. So yeah, I'll already be living it. <laughs> so yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting. So it'll be, it'll be too real. Can, can you remember who Bill Hader played in the first one? He was either the green emotion. So like the gross. The one ah. where he discussed, or he was the dad. Right, because I did hear he's not coming back for the sequel, but I couldn't remember who he played. Oh. Uh, Bill Hader was, he was the green emotion, but it was fear, not disgust. But yeah, so interesting. He's not coming ah, back. There you go. We've got our first look at Ember and Wade, voiced by Lee Lewis and Marmaduke Athi in Disney and Pixar's Elemental. That is due out in cinemas June 2023. So this is the characters oh, Fire and Ice, essentially. Opposites. Um, yeah, now we got a teaser poster. Ele- uh, elements have feelings. That's <laughs> ah, there you go, from inside out to elemental. Yeah, this one looks looks interesting. Um, colorful, blue character, orange character. Um, yeah, looks good. I always find I love it when we find out about a new. Um, I think we've we've heard about this one previously anyway, but I I do love it when we find out about a new Pixar project because from from their pitch of what they're telling us, um, the first sort of like bits of artwork we might see, it's a completely different interpretation that I have in my head from when we get the finished project. I remember with the um, yeah the the what's the one with the red panda. I can't remember what it was called. Turning red. Was like when they well, first announced yeah. that, I was like, turning red. Completely different concept in my head to when we got that first teaser trailer. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Look, yeah, now you've just wonderful. And it usually is me. a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the first artwork we saw for this movie was like 2D animation. That's a good point, actually. Um, mm. and now we're getting to see, you know, the 3D rendering what the characters would actually look like in the film. And I was like, oh, you know what? This looks like Pixar. <laughs> this is good. It just shows that it's like the the people at Pixar, like they've got the talent. They're bringing these things to life in a way that, you know, I can't conceptualize because I don't have that skill. So, but this looks looks good. 
never ending story. Is that a Disney thing or is that something else? Something else. Okay, so we're done with, all right, cool. Okay, so we're going to move on from the D23 stuff for now, um, but we'll, we'll come back when we get to TV. Now, we've got a reboot. We've got a reboot of the never-ending story possibly on its way. Apparently, there is a streaming bidding war for this. Like, it could be the next big thing. I remember like, that first movie... I loved that growing up. And the sequel was okay, the second one. Third one, we got Jack Black as a villain. <laughs> but that first one, like, there's a charm to it. And like, you go back and look at it now, it looks a bit hokey, but you know what? There's still things to like about it. But just, I've always liked <laughs> the concept of the never ending story, even though each movie ends. But that's okay. The, the story yeah. <laughs> continues. But yeah, this this could be big, and the, like I say, we've moved on from Disney for now. So this is not Disney. I'm not sure where it's going to end up. But Disney, I've got so much right now. Like the they're, they're doing a new Percy Jackson on the small screen. There's going to be an Aragon TV show. They've got a lot going on. And you look at what Prime's doing with Lord of the Rings. HBO's got more Game of Thrones. So never-ending story, like, yeah, I think there could be an audience for it, and I'm certainly interested in seeing a modern take on that story. What's interesting is when, when we're this early in uh, what potentially could eventuate, this might not even necessarily turn into a film. Whoever picks this up or, or you know, wins the rights, buys the rights, whatever, puts in the biggest bid, they could turn this into a series, like you said. Yeah, potentially. Like in the vein of Lord of the Rings yeah. or something like this could be, or it could be, you know, another, a new trilogy, something. You know, they've tried, um, but, yeah. they've tried doing like more never ending story. And this was a while ago, but it felt very much like made for TV, like before Game of Thrones and all those shows, like back in the day when mm. made for TV looked different to how it looks today. And I remember like the re- release was like 90 minute, like TV movies. I saw them on DVD yeah, it didn't quite look like what had come before. But yeah, not a big, expensive, never-ending story would look cool. I mean, I wonder if they get Lamar back to sing the song. I mean, why not? <laughs> I mean, they probably won't, but we could if they did. <laughs> Veteran producer Dan Lin, we talked about him last episode, Lego Movie, uh, the It Films. Well, he's no longer in contention for the highly contested position at Warner Brothers Discovery, running the company's film and TV adaptions of DC Comics. So there we go. He was being talked about a couple of weeks ago as potentially being their Kevin Feige to course correct the the ship for DC TV and film. And nope, not him. So we're going to have to wait for another Kevin Feige type. You know, I've been thinking about this, like just sort of reading bits and pieces. It's like, you know how Warner Brothers at the moment, they, you know, they seem to be doing things to sort of, okay, where can we shave, you know, costing? Where can we save a bit of money? Now, obviously, I know nothing. I know nothing here. But I don't think whatever they were offering Dan Lin here was enough. I mean, obviously, they, they couldn't seal the deal. They couldn't make it happen. Dan Lin has a lot of things already 
successfully under his belt. You know, you already mentioned a couple of them, the Lego movie, the It films. Like, he is successfully producing very successful films, whether it's for Warner Brothers or not. He's doing some good stuff. I think, I think he's probably going to have more fun and freedom to do those things in the role he's already in. I don't think. Yeah, it makes sense that he didn't take it. Just going by his credentials and what he had, what he's got under his belt. Yeah, I mean, it's... Hopefully they find someone soon. Yeah, hopefully, but it's going to be a a tough role to fill. Like, so many eyes on you and so much pressure. But anyway, Mm. it's not him. Do you know where the pressure is? You know, like... um... Uh, David Zaslav, you know, like the new head honcho there at Warner Brothers Discovery, he's been doing all, all the all the chopping, all the tearing down. But the question is, like, what can he create? Because it's all been a lot of ending this, getting rid of that, cancelling this. Now, now's the time to make things happen. And this was one of the first like moves to okay, we're gonna appoint someone, get someone on board, and this is the guy they really wanted to happened and they couldn't land him so i'm like eh, has he failed his first big creating sort of thing i don't know try not to be too negative about it but it's it's interesting to watch all eyes are on him i reckon yeah i mean I've, I've said before we don't need to get too too into it again because we've already talked about it at length but it just seems like there's a lot of suits ruining things there's a lot of suits running things over there did you accidentally just slip out and say ruining things? <laughs> I don't know, did I? <laughs> I meant ruining things. I think, yeah, in saying <laughs> I mean, they are things, they, like ruining things. I mean, they are, well, they are ruining, yeah, Freudian slip. <laughs> they, are, they are ruining things. But no, I'm just trying to say that, you know, there's a lot of suits running things and they need creative types. And it sounds like this could have been one of those creatives, but didn't work out for whatever reason. Could be um the things you were speculating about. But um yeah the again the thing is they're to trying wait. to appoint the creative types. But how hard are they trying? The was it a good thing? <laughs> oh, we don't know. How hard were they trying? Did okay. they want to be seen to be trying? Who knows? <laughs> I'm sure it's fine over there. Okay, okay. It's gonna be okay. Uh, do you know what it worked for? It worked for Top Gun and its sequel many years later, Top Gun Maverick. How about Beverly Hills Cop, Axel Foley, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and Taylor Page will join Eddie Murphy in the now-titled Beverly Hills Cop, Axel Foley. Um, also, Judge Reinhold and John Ashton are back for more as well and i'm going to give credit to to you for pretty much setting me up with with that announcement of, of the news and delivering it that way that was all you but um <laughs> you're welcome you're excited right how do you feel now uh, I, I don't know if i am did. i honestly don't this know if i am a while ago yeah yeah i want to be excited you know what? i was <laughs> i was excited until coming to america too and then something yeah. happened there and yeah. i was like I was like, ah, oh, I don't think yeah, I want to see I, Eddie Murphy come back in roles that I love him in. I had a better time with coming to America, the sequel, than you did. But it, yeah, it wasn't great. Beverly Hills Cop and Beverly Hills Cop 2, I absolutely love those films. 
And, you know, I, I kind of like the third one. It is more kiddie. And what I've noticed is that I leaned more towards that when I was a kid and then back towards the first two as I got older. But that was the that intent, wasn't it? <laughs> to make it more kiddie in that third one. With his fourth one, like, I mean, there was that failed Beverly Hills Cop pilot years ago, and it was from the creator of The Shield, and they couldn't get that going, and Eddie Murphy was coming back for that. I believe they even shot a pilot. But now, have you seen any of the images of Eddie Murphy back as Axel Foley? Oh, are they are they floating around? Yeah, there's heaps of images. Wow. But it, it's they're not like official like press release images. So like people set, set photos or set photos, yeah. It's got you know, Axel Foley is wearing the classic jacket and Eddie Murphy's got his arm in a sling. I hope that's not the whole movie, but at some point Axel Foley's gonna have his <laughs> arm in a sling and he looks older. It happens to us all. So it's just it's an older Axel Foley with his arm in a sling. And I'm like, nothing about this is getting me excited. I mean, having well, it's always that thing we yeah we talked about you know you know thing we talked about previously where it's like the idea of the Beverly Hills Cop. It was like you know he's he's like the you know he's the menace in the you know in 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 the role. Like he he's a larrikin as a as a young guy to be that character now, much older. It's like is this still fun or is it, is it kind of sad? And yeah, it just well, depends how they. Yeah. Deliver it. <laughs> yeah. I, honestly, I'm really, I'm really not sure. Um, and this is going to be a Netflix original film. So we, we could watch it at home. I really, I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> what we're seeing isn't yeah. what's been released by Netflix. So we need to wait and see. You know, we're talking, you well, know, actual footage, posters, and I'm sure it's going to come together. I mean, you know, again, like the third one's more kiddie, but it's still like it's the movie that Eddie Murphy wanted to star in. Like at that point, it was, you know, his kids were getting older and he wanted content of his that they could enjoy. So I get all of that. But I, I don't know. I, I don't think he's doing it for the sake of doing it. I think he's doing it because he wants to do it. And I've got confidence in Eddie Murphy. I don't know where that's coming from. But do you know what? It, it's coming from the Eddie Murphy that made Dolmite is my name. That was excellent. That was a great Eddie Murphy performance, which go. now yeah. was probably a good few years ago. But that was that was great. So, yeah, we're living hope. And we're getting to spend more time with those characters. We need to be... Agar, Billy. Um, we yeah. need to be positive. We need to be hopeful. Yeah, we, oh, we do. And then we'll, we'll see until we either get disappointed or we have a good time. But it's a Netflix room. Also, you know, you can't be too positive. <laughs> uh, well, Kevin Smith is apparently developing a sequel to Tusk, which seems to have just come out of nowhere. I've seen Tusk a couple of times, and it is a well-made horror film. But I don't know. I've got I struggle with um, with like body horror, um, and yeah, we we do get that in in that movie. Um, yeah, maybe he's going to make a sequel. I mean, that was part of the True North trilogy, which he stopped making, but was supposed to get Moose Jaws that would have followed Yoga Hoses. But that's not happening. So he then went on and did Jane's Silent Bob reboot. 
Clerks 3. The guy's busy. So maybe Tusk 2 will never happen. Mm. And if it does, maybe that's not even the title. But he's talking about <laughs> doing a sequel. I am okay, <laughs> to be honest. But if yeah, he look, did I it, mean, I'd watch it, just out of curiosity. If, I I feel like, just because I'm an asshole, I feel like if he had done Moose Jaw and it had come out and he'd, he'd officially been like, this is a trilogy of, of films. It's it's like its own thing. And then suddenly it was like, oh, but I'm going to do a sequel to one of those films. I'd be like, oh, like what are you what are you doing? Like, eh, Messes just, up the trilogy. Just difficult. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think because Moose Jaw hasn't actually come out, it's like, ah, oh, maybe his plans for the trilogy isn't happening. It could come full circle. To this one. Why and not? Maybe this, yeah, this could cap off the, the True No trilogy. But when... When he was still doing Moose Jaws, which, you know, he'd said is pretty much a remake of Jaws, but instead of a shark, it's a moose. And that was pretty much going to be the movie. And James Silent Bob were in it. So this was way before Reboot, and obviously things changed. But anyway, it's probably not going to be a thing. Um, (laughs) But it's something that Smith talked about. So there you go. Well, that's it for movie news. Now on to TV news. Everything, everywhere, all at once is uh, Kei Kwan going to be in uh, season two of Loki. He's back, isn't he? I mean, he'd not been acting for God knows how many years. You know, back in the 80s, he was short round in Temple of Doom. He was data in the Goonies. But now he's back and we've got that fantastic photo of him and Harrison Ford at D23, just looking so happy together. Ah, oh, that photo warmed yeah. my heart. So seeing that photo and him being <laughs> cast in a Marvel show on the back of the movie, everything everywhere at once, which was incredible. So he's here. Fantastic. I'm really happy yeah. to see more of him. Ben Kingsley will return as Trevor Slattery in the Disney Plus Wonder Man series. Which, you know what? does make sense because Simon <laughs> Williams, who is Wonder Man, when he's not being a superhero, he's an actor. So let's have him spend time with Trevor. They should just get all the all the actors, all the actor characters in somehow in some sort of thing. They can get the um, you know, the 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 Bollywood actor from Eternals. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to was he awesome. Oh. Kangi? What was his... Oh, it's been yeah, a while. Something, I've seen. something, like, something that, like that, yeah. Because yeah, I remember seeing his name in posters. Mm. I like that. Yeah, get all the actor characters together. That featured in Marvel. been an actor. <laughs> you know, I think it was... I'm sure if we go through all the MCU history, you'll which, find them. Which Guardians film was it? Oh, it was the first or the second, because it's all the release. Where, it was yeah, one of them. Where it was like, I think it was the second one, and like... Nathan Fillion. The movie theatre, that's right. It was, yes, that's right. Yeah, because like we're going to see Fillion was the voice of an alien in the first one, in the prison. And then he was in, because he's mates with James Gunn, and he was in the second one on the poster. And he was Simon Williams, who, yeah, Wonder Man. I'm guessing they're going to go in a different direction with this series, but we don't know too much more other than Ben Kingsley. Once again, back is Trevor. The Asgardian 
actors. Oh, the- <laughs> <laughs> yes, they could at least have them auditioning for something. You know, like again, just a very minor. Obviously, you can't have like, you know, uh, oh god, who are they? There's like Sam Neill and um, Melissa McCarthy, uh, Matt Damon, oh, Luke yeah. Hemsworth. Matt Damon, that's the one. I was like, Martian guy. <laughs> yes, yeah, Jason Martian Bourne. guy. Yeah. Will Hunting, that guy. The Martian guy. Only... Good Will Hunting, yeah. Good Will Hunting was there. <laughs> yeah, just get them like auditioning like for that. something. And then, you know, really good. the other night I, I watched Thor Ragnarok, watched it at home on Disney+. Plus. So I've seen it twice now. And I thought that I would have, although I did like it and, you know, gave it a positive review but i thought knowing what to expect i could just let the comedy wash over me more easily the second time around and yeah i didn't have the best time with it i mean i still found the funny bits funny and there's some good action (laughs) and i loved that ending which i won't spoil in case people have not seen it but yeah i don't know felt a bit more hollow the second time around yeah yeah. Anyway, just um, just sharing that. Oh, actually, while we're talking, I also that same night watched Lightyear for a second time and had a much better time with it the second time. Ah, oh, there you go. You never know what's going to happen on these. You just second don't. Viewings. You just, just don't. don't know. <laughs> you don't know. Mm. Anyway, look, Anthony Ramos uh, has been confirmed to be playing the Hood in Ironheart. Which is interesting because Ironheart, teenager, Riri Williams, you know, she's just as intelligent, if not more intelligent than Tony Stark. And she makes her own suit of armor. We're first going to get to see her in Black Panther Wakanda forever. So she's a tech-based character. The Hood, if they're going to do a faithful adaption from the comics, he was a street-level crook who finds a mystical red cloak and hood and gives him powers. So you could see the hood going up against somebody like, I mean, he's not as powerful as Doctor Strange, but that would be a comparison of having like mystic by a mystic. So it's interesting. Again, if it's a faithful adaption from the comics, you've potentially got a science-based hero and a magic-based villain. I'm intrigued. I'm gonna like, like I'm gonna speculate. Like, um, I, I can't help but think he, they're gonna make this guy sing. Like, <laughs> the character just starts singing. Yeah, look at oh, because of the actor. Of, <laughs> oh yeah, of of the of the, the actor. It's like in the Heights, Hamilton, A Star Is Born, Trolls World Tour. I mean, this guy is a singer, songwriter, actor. Like, I mean. I mean, he's also he's also <laughs> going to be in a Transformers movie, the Beast Wars one. He's the the main human in that. I don't think he's singing in that either. Uh, or maybe he is. Uh, it could be a musical. <laughs> who knows? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Oh, who knows? Who knows? Hello. Yeah, he's, he's more than just an actor. He's more than Mitsuo. Da, 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 da. Don't know what that is. Pause, I tried. Pause, pause, laughter. <laughs> I tried to do the Transformers thing, but I did something different. I don't even know what I did. Um, no, you did the dinner. Oh, is that correct? Oh, right. I thought I, I thought I messed it up. And the next yeah, story was going to be, yeah. 
the official logo for Armour Wars. We've done that. Um, so let's move on. Christian Slater <laughs> joins original stars Warwick Davis and Joanne Whaley in Disney Plus's upcoming Willow sequel TV series. So there we go. We've got a new trailer. We've got a new poster. All we really know about Slater's character is a he's said to be a friend of Mad Martigan, the Val Kilmer character. I think that's his name. But he's supposed to be a friend of his because Kilmer's <laughs> character isn't going to be in it, but Slater is. So there's no Val Kilmer, but we're getting Christian Slater. You know, I watched Willow many, 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 many years ago, but I feel like I remember none of it. You know, I, I remember I did, none. I have no. I did it again a couple of months ago. Do you have interest in this? I do actually. Oh, right, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do. Um, I mean, I I did a rewatch of the movie because we're getting this TV show. If I'm honest, if not for this show, I probably wouldn't have gone back and revisited right. it. But Warwick Davis, like. Often he's buried under prosthetics or he's voicing a CGI creature or whatever else they've got him doing. But this, you know, first a movie, now a show where they put him front and center. I like Warwick Davis. So, yeah, I'll be here for this show. I'm interested. Lee Jong Jae is officially joining the Star Wars universe as the male lead in the upcoming Disney Plus series, The Acolyte, alongside uh Amanda Steinberg and Jodie Turner-Smith. So I still haven't seen Squid Game, but that's what he's from. He's, he's one of the main guy. guys. Yeah, he's the main guy from so, that. From Squid Game to Star Wars. You should definitely... He is the main guy. Just look him up. Um, you should definitely get on the Squid Game... Train. I feel like it's too late. I might have left the Every, station already. Yeah, it's no, too it's late. not. It is. Everybody's no, told not. me. Do you know, like Netflix are actually doing a version of Squid Game but with real contestants. Like, I mean, I doubt there's going to be death. Yeah. But, but right, there's sure, going to be sure. contestants and real prizes. It's a thing that, I mean, you know, Squid Game, I, I'm aware of it. But why I've watched it and loved it. And, and everybody watches it and loves it. But it's just passed me by. And it is absolutely too late because I'm too busy watching all the other things. Keeping right. it Star Wars. Well, look. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Are you going to? I'm going to move it on. Let's stay with Star Wars. Well, let's move on from your show. Iman Esfandi has joined Ahsoka as fan favourite Ezra Bridger, marking the Star Wars Rebels character's first appearance in a live-action project. I remember, like, rumours. Um, what was it? The Mandalorian Season 2, where we were approaching sort of the last couple of episodes and people were thinking, like, okay, what's going to be, like, a big surprise or a cameo? And it was sort of like, will Luke Skywalker show up? Will it be Ezra? Will like, you know, be this character, that character? But it came down to it was sort of like it could be Luke Skywalker, but maybe not, because that would be insane. And people are like, well, maybe Ezra is more something they could bring to life, you know, like following sort of, you know, Ahsoka's live action sort of I guess appearance. I'm not familiar with Rebels. I've seen this character and his and his design, and I've looked at this as this actor, and I'm like, I can see that. It seems to it seems to look look right. But you're probably more 
in tune. Yeah, no, it. same as you. Yeah, he looks the part. Um, yeah, no, I've seen Rebels and do like the character of Ezra. It, I just think it's amazing that we're getting these animated characters in live action. Um, yeah, like what a time to be a Star Wars fan. We've said that many times over. But yeah, Ezra and Sabine, so two characters from Rebels, are going to be in the Ahsoka TV series. Star Wars The Bad Batch. It's going to come back. We got, we're going to get more, more of The Batch. Um, the series will return to Disney Plus on January 4th next year. It's 2023. Yeah, not so too long. This is another one I didn't get into this, mainly because, you know, I wasn't into Clone Wars. But, um, yeah, you, I mean, yeah. I these... recall you liking this. Um, yeah, yeah, I... Yeah, so for Sounds Like Comics, we did a review of the final season of The Clone Wars um, in anticipation of The Bad Batch, which we also reviewed. Uh, yeah, there's some, yeah, I mean, there's, oh, it's okay. It's, yeah, it's it's okay. The, the Bad Batch TV series I enjoyed more than when the characters were first introduced as part of the first handful of episodes of that final season of Clone Wars. So Bad Batch did grow on me, and I will be watching more. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. It, it's not where my main interest lies with Star Wars, but, you know, there's so much story to tell. And, you know, we talk about making, you know, the galaxy, the universe seem bigger, and focusing on characters like this definitely does do that. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, we'll... We'll get to check out more <laughs> January next year. Skewing a little bit younger, though, Jamal Avery Jr. and Emma Berman star as Kai Brightstar and Nash Durango in Star Wars Young Jedi Adventures. That's coming in 2023. So this is the Disney Junior CGI kid show. You know, I saw the, I saw like a few little stills or, or whatnot. The images of this and i was like i had two thoughts my first thought was like yeah well that's definitely not for me i've got zero interest fantastic what else has star wars got for me and then the second thought was you know what this is something i can put on to entertain that little almost two-year-old there you go running around there you and go something entry point for yep. him into star wars and i'm like damn damn they've they've got me but that's, that's what my it's life about. When, I realize, <laughs> honestly, like <laughs> what it's about. How, how this show looks, it's what I thought Star Trek Prodigy was going to be, which didn't end up being the case. I'm, and I'm grateful for that because I do like that show, and that does skew more teenage. But I thought it was going to be really kiddie, but this definitely looks kiddie. Like they're going for, I mean, mm. what's like Disney Junior? It's like preschool, isn't it? So they're definitely skewing yeah. younger well, with the, that. Like speaking, to, like they've got a, a number of uh, you know, like Marvel projects that are you know of that kind of you know level, whether it's sort of like Spidey and his friends or you know, Earth Mightiest Heroes, all that kind of stuff. Like, and it works. Like, oh, it, that's teenage. Even like they Mightiest Heroes. Oh, that was that was more aimed it? at teenagers. But another one to chuck in there. Disney oh no, I'm thinking Junior. Superhero Squad. Superhero, Superhero squad. squad. Yeah, but I was thinking the Rocketeer cartoon, and my youngest likes that. And that's like a sequel yes, series. Yeah. It takes place after the events of the looks, film. 
yeah it looks like it looks like the same design of like doc mcstuffins but then it's yeah it's like that's it. rocketeer it's, it's crazy but hey look you know what i don't want to miss the the segue opportunity so you mentioned star trek so i'm going to use it i'm going to do it star trek strange new worlds uh, carol kane joins uh the series in its second season as a character named chief engineer pelia is a new character yes a brand new character because we all know (laughs) the enterprise needs a new engineer i'm not spoiling nothing but anyway i know you've not watched strange new worlds you're way way behind (laughs) um don't get attached to the engineer anyway um yeah carol kane what a great (laughs) addition i do like carol kane you know i first noticed her in scrooged the bill murray christmas movie she plays uh, is she the ghost of christmas past yeah i'm pretty sure she is um yeah she's she's great and unbreakable kimmy schmidt she was good there she's good everywhere she was cobblepot's mum in gotham and the list just goes on and on and on so seeing her dressed in a starfleet uniform is really cool and um, but she's also got some like interesting fashion accessories so she's got like she's wearing a bit of personality so yeah i'm i'm here for her joining the enterprise yeah and i loved that first season of strange new worlds and i'm really looking forward to the second season yeah no she's one of those actresses that it's sort of like you recognize it but i'll be honest i've never you know i've never it's her name's never stuck in my head but like the adams family films for instance like I, i'd recognize it from those and oh all there you go yeah she's in um, values in the get up so you, yeah yeah i think she's in both i'm pretty sure or is it just no one? i think she's in i think she's is only one yeah it's a different actress do you know what oh, right. <laughs> you've mentioned uh your your little lad too well it's going to be two be careful when you show him Adam's family values because we sat down and watched it as a family the other night and oh my word <laughs> how is other PG and you know when you've got the scenes between Bester and his wife you're like oh this is not okay for children anyway <laughs> it's one to <laughs> it's one to watch out for <laughs> yeah it's no, so they, they unappropriate for a PG <laughs> just as, as a whole, like the movies are dark as shit, man. Like, just yeah, but you know what? The PG, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, the, the sequel you're, is you're a lot more guiding them. <laughs> the sequel's a lot more adult than, than the first one. Anyway, you got us on to Adam's mm. family. Moving on, Warner Brothers Sorry. Discovery confirms that DC fandom won't be happening this year. There we go. Another one about the dust. Well done, Warner Brothers Discovery. I mean, it's clearly an event that costs money. And you said earlier, they're looking where they can cut costs. It makes sense. There's no DC fandom, but I've come to enjoy it. It's, you know, like an an evening of DC news, but not this year. (laughs) Where Where else will we see ads for, you know, someone hocking their hats and... Golden boots, like that was. I remember, they were the highlights. <laughs> oh, Barry's golden boots. I, 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 I enjoyed fandom. The, like the I paid more attention to the first, the first one that they did. Um, I just found 
I mean, obviously it was a product of the pandemic, everyone in isolation, all that kind of stuff. No one could actually be together kind of thing. And I get it. It did feel so overly produced though. And for something that is essentially just a digital platform, this really shouldn't cost that much money, but I think they just put too much money into it. And that was the problem. It I enjoyed it. Unauthentic. I, I enjoyed yeah. it because I'm interested in everything they were selling. <laughs> I'm interested <laughs> in everything they were talking about. Yeah, yeah, but it's, um, it's not going to happen. And there was that fantastic, it, the, the most recent one, that, that fantastic opening theme song. And it was Blake Neely that did all the Arrowverse shows. And it, was, it included like a bit of John Williams' Superman theme, Danny Elfman's Batman, a bit of Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman, and ah, it was a great track. But yeah, anyway, it's um, it's gone. And I'd be very surprised if they decided mm-hmm. to bring it back at a later date. It was nice while it lasted. The more like DC fan gone. I was thinking, oh, like, yeah, I was thinking DC fan don't, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fan don't, fan don't. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, yours is better. All right, I'm gonna. No, I don't know. It's not great. It's not great. <laughs> All right, just a just a quick one here. Harley Quinn officially renewed for season four. Are you up to date? Currently watching season three. It's good. It's good. Um, okay, you're on. You're the on show. Track. You're on track. <laughs> yeah, the show just goes from strength to strength. It's. Uh, yeah, it's a good show. I, I do I do enjoy Harley Quinn. I'm guessing you're not. I'm guessing. I mean, how oh, no, have you no. started season one? Oh, yeah. No, like, uh, I, I don't even know. I think we're on season two somewhere. Oh, okay. I don't know why. We, we, didn't, we didn't not continue for any reason. I think it's, you know, sometimes you just get distracted from something and then yeah. you just keep forgetting to go back. But... I'm constantly reminded about it and I hear only good things. And based on clearly what I've already watched, I'm like, it sure gets better. What? Like how? It's, it it's already, really does. Like it's, it's, it's already so good. Yeah. But I'm, I'm like you though. Like, I mean, for, again, like for um, adult comedy superheroes, like, yeah. like this is, uh, it's so self-aware as well, which is, it is, it is. But I'm about four, about four episodes behind. Like it is a show that I'd, for whatever reason I struggle to keep up with, but when I watch it, I do really enjoy it. Mm. That's good stuff. Michael Bishop will replace Jordan Elsass as Jonathan Kent in Superman and Lois season three. So there we go. And this is a young Australian actor. Yes, no, this was um this is quite unexpected news. I mean, uh, um it, it's I mean it's good that they've got someone lined up already. Um but yeah, no, it was obviously disappointing to hear, you know, the situation with um, with the with the young actor uh, um, Jordan Elsass and you know stepping down from the role. But you know, I guess he was wishing well in his endeavours. What's to come for him? It's tr- it is going to be odd though when you have this new actor standing beside a returning actor and the playing brothers. Yeah, but we'll just have to wait. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I mean, it's always annoying. It's frustrating as a, but it girl, happens. But you know, it, it does happen. It is the the show goes on. Yeah, it happens. All right, we we get our first look at Titus Wellia and 
as Lex Luthor. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I can't let you. Four. I can't let you call Luthor? him that. Luthor. I can't let you call him Titus. His name's oh, Titus. It. it just came out. It's Titus. No, it definitely <laughs> Titus. It definitely oh, I you were isn't. Me for my for my Luthor. No, no, I was yeah, a bit, a bit caught of off guard by your Titus. <laughs> a bit of Titus and the Big D. <laughs> it has gotten away. All right, we got our first look at Titus Wellier. All right, we've got our first look at Titus Welliver as Lex Luthor in Season 4 of Titans. Now, I'll admit, I'm definitely a whole season behind here, but the uh, the news of Lex Luthor coming to the, coming to the show, cool. I didn't <laughs> cool. even know there was, an was going to be in it, like he's been mentioned, just like they've mentioned Superman. We've got Superboy, who is a clone of the two. But I didn't expect to see Lex, but this is a bald Lex with a beard. And it's just like they did with John Cryer. He was bald, <laughs> but he had a beard. Is this like the new look for Lex now? Bald on top, beard ever since, on the chin. Ever since, um, ever since uh, you know, what's his name? Kevin Thingy did it. Kevin James. Kevin when he did it in... Uh... Did you oh, say Kevin, Kevin James? Kevin <laughs> yeah, Spacey. I was like, ever since... No, ever since Kevin James did it in... Um, oh, right. In, oh, what was that movie? <laughs> you're you're thinking that... of the movie Becky. I honestly Becky, thought yeah. <laughs> you you were thinking Superman Returns, but you got Kevin Spacey. No, I... And no, I did. Kevin James I mixed up. Now I know what you're Becky. talking about. Yes. Yeah. He's I, think, He's got I, think, I think John Cryer may have yeah, done that's it a, That's a Lex Luthor. <laughs> <laughs> but Tyrus is well of it. In um, this first look image, it does look more like Kevin James in Becky. Yeah, I'll give you that. <laughs> I can't Dude, believe we <laughs> we've just got so much out of like one sentence of news, <laughs> which is a photo essentially. <laughs> so I hope you've seen it if you're listening. But you know what? The more, the more I think of it, it makes sense that you know the Lex Luthor character would be in it. Like is. Is the Superboy guy like? Is he still around? <laughs> By the yeah, time super, we get yeah, to Superboy the end of is. Three? But, but again, like all yeah. season two, all season three, there was talks of Superman. There's talks of Lex Luthor, but they never alluded to the fact that you'd actually see them. But now, now it's happening. Yeah, makes sense. It does make sense, but we didn't anyway. Until I saw this photo, I didn't even know Lex was going to be in it. So pleasant surprise for me. Paper Girls has been cancelled by Prime Video after one season. It will be shopped by Legendary Pictures or Legendary Television, should I say, because they don't want it to end. Have you started Paper Girls? You know what? Literally last last week, this week? Uh, no, last week. It was sometime oh, last week. Recent. It was before Cobra Kai landed and we were like, okay, should we see if we can... Just check this show out. I was like, oh, time travel, you know, oh, young adult. Okay, that's a bit off-putting, but that's okay. We'll see how it goes. Gave it two episodes, tapped out. We're like, mm, no, not for Honestly, the, the comic Reviews online is so positive. Good. It's a weird one. I, so have I, you seen I, the honestly, show at all? Yeah. The, the, oh, man. I'm halfway through the season. The episode <laughs> that I'm up to, I must have pressed play. Four or five times. And I'll watch 
five or six minutes at a time, and then I have to turn it off. I'm like, it feels like I'm limping across the finish line. <laughs> I'm trying to finish it. Why and, are you doing? Just stop. Oh, well, because we're, we're going to be doing a review for sounds like comics. And crimes cancelled. I need it. to watch the thing before I bloody right. review it. Oh, but um, yeah, but. I've yeah. been trying to get through this one episode, and whilst I've been trying to get through it, the cancellation news happened. So I don't know. I don't know. But the original comic by um, Brian K. Vaughan is good. Like, it's really good. And this dropped after the latest season of Stranger Things had. I remember like, thinking, ooh, I wonder if this could be like, not necessarily the new Stranger Things, because that's like, an anomaly, like strange things for it to be as big the vein of. Yeah, and it's, it's yeah. just not... It's kids, it's bikes. It's not good. The concept is still there, though. I'm going to I'm gonna struggle on for the podcast <laughs> so I can do on, a review. On paper, on paper, paper girls get it, on paper, the premise is great. Yeah, Why literally you on paper, literally on, on paper. It was a comic book. That's where we experienced it. And I was mm. reading it and loving it. I thought, <laughs> wow, this will be amazing when they make it to a TV show. And it isn't. Uh, but it's just like these futuristic like dudes with, you know, like laser beam guns. And I'm just like, this looks like hokey as all shit. It like, does look cheap. Oh, it absolutely. I was like, it's like, cheap. Yeah. Are we watching Power Rangers suddenly? So you can go to Prime Video (laughs) and you can press play on Paper Girls or you can press play on another TV show Prime made, which got released maybe a month later, The Rings of Power, which looks phenomenal. So you can see where all the money went. (laughs) Anyway, that's the news. Cancel. Cheap on Paper Girls. Mm. All right, uh, more cancellations, but this time a bit of peacock cancellation. Rutherford Falls cancelled after two seasons. This was we another about one where this. I was like, "Yeah, I remember, yeah. I remember." I and gave I... it a couple episodes, and I was like, nah, "Not working for me." Oh, I have a soft spot for the show. I really like it. So here in Australia, <laughs> we get it on Stan. That first season was really good, and then the second season, I guess it kind of had. You know, a bit of a cliffhanger on season one. I won't spoil it, but they had to take the show in a particular direction, which changed a few dynamics with the characters. But I did still like the second season. So, but it's a shame that they're not to they don't want to get to do more. So that's it. Two seasons and done. Well, what a note to go out on. Well, that's it for TV news. Uh, let's <laughs> let's cheer each other up with um, yeah. recommend. So, what are you recommending? Yeah, yeah, you definitely should not end the news on just two double cancellations. <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Um, do you know what? I made a joke about it when um, uh, I was invited to go see this. Um, our friends at is it Universal Pictures? Is that Universal Pictures, Warner Brothers, I think they go by Universal Pictures here in Australia, so I'm going with that. <laughs> well, well, I don't know what you recommend me, I'll tell you. When I got the invite, uh, well, who else gives us invites to screenings? Um, well, this is well, yeah. Daydream. Right, that's like, Universal. Yeah. In what capacity, I was like, in what capacity can we talk about this film? And I was like, well, if it's any good, I can recommend it and talk about it here. Luckily, 
this movie is fantastic. This is great. This is um, is a documentary film about English singer-songwriter David Bowie, written, directed, produced, and edited by Brett Morgan. This is this is a very unique kind of documentary. It's not your standard. Hey, we're here. We're we're, we're talking, interviewing people. We're telling you about the life of David Bowie. This is like uh, an experience. Um, I feel like if I had watched this on TV at home, I'd have a completely different feeling um, about it. On the big screen, they're utilizing, um, well, like Bowie himself, he was very much into like, you know, like video sort of manipulation and playing with things, you know, in an artistic kind of way. And the film incorporates a lot of those, um, you know, images and, and stuff that he's actually created. So it's very, it's it's very personal, I guess, to him, you know, rest in peace kind of thing, but it, it feels much like him. And this is a movie not just about like, okay, who was David Bowie and what did he do, but really asking the question, what is David Bowie all about? And the answer, and this movie, this documentary lays it out pretty much from the get-go, he's all about life and the wonders of of that and and what that means and you know he reinvented himself so many times and this 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 film really goes through that and it really paints that picture without being this standard you know like kind of documentary that you would get anywhere else and you know a testament to the to the film i've had david bowie songs stuck in my head since watching this and it's really annoying (laughs) because they're they're so good so Moonage Daydream. It's in cinemas officially, at least here in Australia, on Thursday, the 15th of September, I believe. If you're into David Bowie, if you just want to see something a little bit different, go check this out. It's actually, it's pretty trippy and I like it. I like it. It's an experience. Yeah, no, I've heard so many good things about it. My wife is a big fan and it's one that's, she really wants to watch. So I didn't see it at the movies, but I will be watching it. I mean, it seems a bit of a shame now because I'm going to be watching it at home, which is like the opposite of what you just recommended. But um, but yeah, we'll we'll watch it at home when it comes out. But yeah, David Bowie. Yeah, very interested. And like I say, it's not just your standard documentary. Um, just like he lived his life and you know all the different identities that he has, it sounds, yeah, like an interesting experience i'm glad that you enjoyed it on the big screen but i'll wait <laughs> thanks <laughs> well i'm gonna recommend a docuseries and it's on football here in australia soccer <laughs> i guess well this is a thing right like I used to follow football when I was younger and I've just got no time for it now. Like if England's playing and they do, I'll watch it. I'm interested enough, but I don't follow football. But then the shows like Ted Lasso, absolutely loved that show. But obviously that was a comedy. Later it became a drama. Hopefully it becomes a comedy again. We get the next season. You need to watch it to know what I'm talking about. But anyway, I'm recommending Welcome to (laughs) Bexham. It's a documentary series. It first premiered in the US on FX August of this year. Here in Australia, we get it on Disney+. Plus. The series documents the events of Welsh 
Association Football Club, Wrexham AFC, as told by the club's owners, Rob McElhaney and Ryan Reynolds. Uh, this is very interesting. Yes, there's some laughs in this, but basically what you've got is like two sports fans. You've got an American and a Canadian, and they're fans of sports and underdog stories, and they, in real life, bought a Welsh football club. It's a real thing that happened. It was in the media. It got mentioned in the Houses of Commons. It was a thing that actually happened, but I don't know the outcome which makes the show even more enjoyable. But there's like there's genuine like, there's stakes to this. Like, you know, you've got these Hollywood types that, you know, oh, let's do this and we'll, you know, have a documentary film crew follow us around. But this is real people's lives. Like, you know, this town, like the club means so much to them. To following the players and the rise, hopefully it's the rise and not the fall, but it's a very interesting series but for me my interest isn't really the football it's all the drama that that is around it but it's again it's on disney plus so like each episode i think goes around 20 plus minutes so it is a quick watch and how we're getting them because the whole thing i think has already aired in the us we get two episodes a week on thursdays so there you go welcome to wrexham it's a show that i'm currently watching and enjoying and i did a couple tonight before we hit record Oh, very current, very, very well, moment. Well, there we go. Well, I was thinking, what can I recommend? I'm like, hang on, this is the thing that I'm actually watching and enjoying. I'll, I'll recommend that. Well, that's it for the recommend section. Now on to trivia. And it's the never-ending story. When will we talk about this again? Other than it actually <laughs> happening. Hopefully, at some point <laughs> down the line. This I did not know. Steven Spielberg helped with editing and marketing of the film to get it prepared for the American market. He did it for his friend, director Wolfgang Peterson, which resulted in a cleaner cut of the film. This was a German film, essentially, that mainly shot in Germany with a German director. And I guess Spielberg helped polish it for an American audience. The original... Oren, that's the that's the the thing that Atreyu wears around his neck, which is also on the front of the book. Well, that original prop now hangs in an enclosed glass display in Spielberg's office. So there you go. I had no idea Spielberg had anything to do with the Neverending Story. Yeah, like that in itself is yeah, news to me. That's yeah. No, I, I right, honestly. Cool. No idea. I mean, his name is nowhere in the credits. Because I've seen that movie a lot, but behind the scenes, he was he was helping out. So there you go. Well, that's it for our movie show. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts, and please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. We're on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as that Film Street Podcast. And we also have our companion shows. Rewind in Review and Sounds Like Comics, which each have their own Facebook pages. If you missed it, we recently reviewed Pinocchio. And stay tuned for our upcoming review of DC League of Super Pets. But before we finish up, um, we should probably tell you when our next movie show 
will likely come out. Um, it's going to be a while. We're going yeah, on hiatus. Well, That's... we are going on hiatus. <laughs> so the movie show, we're thinking February. So the, the podcast will be going on a hiatus, not as long as the movie show. Well, the podcast will come back in January, and we'll have a few um, reviews that we'll likely catch up on, things like Hocus Pocus 2, Black Adam, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Halloween ends. So there's certain films that will be released during our hiatus, but we will catch up on those. We will do a year in review like we always do. And then the movie show will come out in February. But we will still be releasing content from Sounds Like Comics and Rewind and Review. So from now until January, we will still be releasing content, just not new movie reviews from that film stew or movie shows. Yeah, and uh, basically it is... Um me to blame um got the second kid on the way very exciting pray for me wish me well um <laughs> it's not, not gonna be fun but um yeah hands will be will be will be pretty full so unfortunately you just need to step down or step it's back happened for a little bit until yeah it's happened yeah, before because there's been yeah. marriages there's I mean, been babies things happen but again it may not be that film stew, but we'll have a steady stream of content. Sounds like comics, rewind and review. And then come January, well, that's it. We'll start it all up again. Yeah, that's, I mean, from us, you can always expect a steady stream. And that's, that's really all we can give you. That's, <laughs> I mean, okay then. Well, <laughs> you've been listening to Luke and Jason. <laughs> How's that, sir? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Big telling D people, episode. yeah, I mean, you know, get ready for the, what was it, steady stream? Um, let's wrap this up. You've been listening to Luke and Jason, the guys from that film, Stu. See you soon. <laughs>